Hey, Reese, Bips, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or good morning, whenever you're listening to this, or good afternoon. Uh, welcome back to another post-game recap edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. As always, I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Reese, a.k.a. Mind of Reese. Mind of Reese on Instagram and Mind of Reese Reviews on TikTok. Mind of Reese Podcast, wherever you find your podcast content. And of course, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Michael Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs, at Bibbs Corner on Twitter, at MBibbs on Instagram. Have you seen podcasts wherever you find your podcast content? Um, and, and the Dallas Mavericks fall tonight. Um, and a frustrating loss to the Washington Wizards, 127 to 126. Had a chance to take the game at the end, but of course, Jason Kidd doesn't know how to draw up plays from out of a timeout. Um, Luca pretty much put the team on his back. 41 points with an outstanding performance. Not necessarily outstanding as far as like how he performed, but you know, stepping up the white pal, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Guess he wanted his revenge on the Washington Wizards. Too bad we couldn't finish that form. He finished with 20 points as well. Uh, Josh Green off the bench with 16 points. Um, the Wizards were basically having their way as far as scoring the ball goes. Bradley Bill with 22, Kyle Kuzma with 30. Um, man, Bibbs, how you feeling about this loss, man? Um, <clears throat> what can I say about this loss? Uh, Christian Wood being out doesn't feel like an excuse since Porzingis was out for Washington. Definitely not an excuse. Uh, Daniel Gafford was their only real big, and we fouled him out. Uh, we we got cooked by Kuzma last time we played him, and I I don't I, maybe you did see something, but I didn't see us do anything differently. I did not with him. Um. Denny of Dia, 15 and 10, three assists, three steals. That's the that's the sneaky box score of the night, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, Corey Kispert, seven rebounds. I could you hear that? Did I hear what? Somebody called my name. I heard something slight, but I didn't hear like. All right. Yeah. I, you know, you try to tell people, you know, that you're recording and whatnot, and they seem to not not care. It's okay. Consider, considering what you said you did before we recorded this, I think it's a bad time for them to be walking in on you. What you mean? <laughs> Wait, that sounds crazy. Hold on. I was about to say. <laughs> that sounds crazy. <laughs> that sounds crazy. Hold up. <laughs> 
I'm I ain't just let, like that, y'all. No, I'm going to just let the imaginations just... Just I had to realize the way I worded it, how crazy it sounded. <laughs> and then the laugh didn't. didn't yeah, work. yeah. Um, but yeah, let's 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 get back to it. Um, what was I talking about? I was talking about Corey Kispert with the seven rebounds. Denny of Dia with ten. For the Mavs tonight, Luca had fifteen rebounds. Dwight Powell had twenty-two and nine. Corey Kisper had more rebounds than every other Maverick. Corey Kisper, that's a guard. What does that mean? When a guard is getting more rebounds than your forwards. This ain't no Josh Hart we talking about here. Yeah, no, Corey Kisper, what is, let me, I'm going to see if they can, if they show me his averages. What does he average on the rebounding tip? 2.8 rebounds a game. Means we're not boxing out, which is the little things, right? We, 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 we can't do the little things. The little things like boxing out your man, keeping your man off the glass. Uh, How we doing the free throws tonight? I think we were pretty good on the free throws tonight. Let's see. Dorian Finney-Smith, well, as a team, let me just say, as a team, 22 for 26 from the free throw line. Uh, Lucas shot 9 for 12. Then Witty shot 5 for 5. Dwight shot 6 for 7. And Dorian shot 2 for 2. Those are the only people that went to the line. You mentioned Lucas 9 for 12. Um, I missed a big one. Missed a big one at the end. So while Luca did have a Herculean effort with the scoring and rebounding, he did mess up an opportunity to a free free throws are free. Like I, I don't go to hear. Oh, he had forty and fifteen. What do you want him to do? I want you to hit free throws. That's what I want you to do. So yes, I'm gonna complain about Luca missing. A clutch free throw. I'm sure he himself is mad at himself for missing a clutch free throw. Um, it was two free throws. We were down one with 12 seconds left. He hit one to tie it and missed the second. Um, I, I, I'm not mad. I'm I'm just annoyed because nothing today. The only thing that surprised me today was Dwight Powell's second half. Yeah. Dwight Powell was cooking offensively in the second half. And it, and it's not even like he was just getting easy. He was just getting easy stuff. Like they were right. finding him on the inside. He was going up with it immediately, not hesitating or kicking it back out to the three-point line. Once he got the ball down bottom, he got his defender basically under the basket uh he was going out pretty strong something we like to see from Dwight I don't think we get to see it as often as we like um but yeah he did a damn good job finishing around the rim tonight two particular plays I want to mention from Dwight Powell in the uh, fourth quarter one uh we drew up a play for Tim Hardaway Jr. 
or Tim brought bombs away, Junior, Tim Bricks away, whatever you want to call him. We drew up a play for him out of a timeout, I think, or maybe a commercial. And he bricked it like it was almost an air ball. It kind of skimmer marinky dinky dinked off the rim. Like it barely touched that thing and went straight down. Dwight Powell in position, got the ball, hesitation, put back. Easy, easy too. Next play or next possession, uh, he fouled Gafford out. Yeah. On a pump fake and one opportunity. And actually, three possessions in a row. Third possession, got the ball in the middle of the floor. This is the spot that Christian Wood had been cooking from before the injury. Powell was doing okay there, not excelling, especially with the being a scoring threat aspect of this role. But on this particular possession, put the ball on the floor, got to the rim. That's not something you usually see from Dwight Powell in that situation, but I liked it. Three straight plays, three great offensive possessions. We will not. Yeah, I mean, he was giving them right back on the other end, but nice to see Dwight Powell contribute on the offensive side. I was about to say everything for everything he gave us on offense, we got the complete opposite on defense. Uh, I'm not going to complain about it too much, but it did suck. You know what's perfect? What? Check his plus minus. Zero? Yes. Damn, another zero. <laughs> Literally, it's like every point he took, every point he gave us, he gave away back on the other end. But at least he wasn't a negative. It just sucks because, and, and this is always my issue with the white band on the court. Players have no issue driving to the basket when we have the white in the paint. They go up on him like he's a guard. And they finish most of the time. And, need, and I'm not just talking star guys, superstar guys. Like, regular dudes are doing this. Scout report is out. Scout report been out, man. So, I'm not going to lie. Thank goodness that he was able to give us that on offense because if he didn't, I, I don't know what this game would have looked like. But uh, it sucks that we couldn't close out the damn game uh, and highlight performances like this because now we're just looking like, well, it doesn't matter. We lost. Like, what was it for? Um, early on, you said the Christian Wood thing isn't an excuse. I agree because we had a chance to win this game. So clearly – we were still in it on top of them not having Portangus. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie Bullock. Let's talk about it. Looks like Reggie uh, is going back in a cryo state of sleep. I'm sorry. Do you, do you do you remember the play where Reggie bricked the three, and now I think he got his own rebound and went back up with it. He had the midi and across the lane. Yeah, he bricked that too, and then Hart felt the need to defend him. He well, you not used to taking that shot, man. I don't give it. He's an NBA player, dog. Well, I was watching on cable, so I was listening to the um oh, oh. The Wizards broadcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but Hart, after he bricked two shots in a row, oh, well, you know, he's not used to taking those tough mid-range shots. Man, come the on. Fuck man. out of here. Then it done, don't take it. If, is you a shooter or is you not? Take it back cool. out and reset the offense. Because to be honest, when he did that, when he got his own rebound, I was like, all right, cool. But then he went back up. I said, is this motherfucker serious? Like, like imagine a sniper 
saying, hold up, let me go climb on top of this building before I shoot this op. I can't shoot him up close. Get the, I, I'm not trying to hear that. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Reggie Bullock, man. Reggie Bullock or Tim Hardaway Jr. better be off this team at the trade deadline. It ain't gonna happen. Don't get your hopes up. I need that for my soul. Nico Bro. Harrison, I need that for my soul. If you listening to this, no disrespect. These both of these guys can help a team, but I can't look at both of them. I need to only be looking at one of them because if I'm looking at both of them, I'm gonna have nights like tonight where they are uh key contributors. How many players played over 20 minutes? Seven players played over 20 minutes. They were the least two, the two least c- contributing on the scoring tip. In fact. Davis Bertans, the eighth man who played 12 minutes, outscored both of them. They were a combined three for 14 and two for 11 from three. And they were not giving a shit anywhere else. I'm not trying to hear it. We still continuing with this playoff rotation. Uh, no JaVale McGee, obviously that's the norm. Uh, no Frank, no Jaden Hardy. Just three guys off of the bench, Davis Bertans, Reggie Bullock, and Josh Green. And, uh, sure, Davis Bertans had a seven-point shot, uh, three for three from the field, one of one from three. Uh, but Josh Green was obviously the main one that really gave us something off mm-hmm. of the bench, uh, especially since Tim Hardaway Jr. gave us nothing in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of playing games. Josh Green should be starting. And if it means that Reggie or Tim has to go to make that happen, then Reggie or Tim have to go. That's as simple as it it, it gets for me. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie tonight actually looked like a playmaker again. I hate that he goes through these stretches where some nights he will not pass at all. And then some nights he actually looks like he's making decisions out there that are, should I score here or should I pass here instead of I must get this bucket every single time down. Um, he's going to take his, his gunner pull up transition threes from time to time. I think he's earned that right. Uh, and he's going to drive sometimes in situations where maybe he shouldn't drive, but the eight assists tonight, they were legitimate. He was moving the ball. And that's what I like to see from him when he plays like that. I feel a lot less like we need a pass first point guard as that third point guard. I still want somebody who can pass, but if Spencer Dinwiddie actually is willing to pass the ball as well, then that person can be lean more towards the scoring aspect. Uh, oh, you said you agree. So any other, I mean, any other things about Spencer you want to add? Um, not really. It was, it's, I don't think it's an anomaly that Tim has a bad game and he has a good one. Um, <laughs> that trend continues. Let me let me add to that. It felt like early in the game, there was a concerted effort to involve Spencer. Right. Because usually what happens is Luca's setting stuff up and then Tim is the guy who becomes the first one open off of Luca action. But instead, we let Spencer initiate a lot early on. And that meant Tim got froze out. And the fact that that is even a thing is it's stupid. Like, just put Josh in there instead of Tim. These two just can't coexist consistently. So uh, eventually one is going to have to go. Obviously, I think the vote would be Timmy, but I'm also not expecting that to happen. And I'm expecting the Mavs or Jason Kidd or Mark Cuban to say something like, yeah, they'll figure it out or 
there's no problems. They work together just fine. So not even going to get into that or go down that rabbit hole. Uh, this it, it's just it sucks, man, because uh, Kyle Kuzma got fouled on that last on that play by Luca. Whether you think it's a foul or not, doesn't matter. They called it a foul. So uh, Kuzma goes to the free throw line, splits the free throws. We are down one. And you you feel it. You like he about to draw up some bullshit. And it's the typical set of screen for Luca, attempt to get him open, inbound him the ball. I don't know what I, I assume I know what the plan was. I think they knew the double team was coming. Right. And the Kid plan was the this. Kid, huh? Kid confirmed this in the post game, what you're about to say. Okay. And uh kick it to uh Spencer. Yeah, I think on the wing. Yeah, so obviously that didn't work the first time. The ball went out of bounds. So you're probably thinking, all right, maybe we should switch it up. Now you don't have much time because you don't have any more timeouts. But still, you're a coach. This is what you do. You you change things on the fly when you see some things aren't working or you think something may not work. First of all, if we're down one point, why are we trying to get the ball to Luca at the half court line? Like, why can we, yeah. we have no plays where it's like, hey, Luca's coming off a screen. Let's have him cut to the basket. Give him a screen to get him to the basket. Get him a screen to get him to the wing or, or a post, a post up. up. A, a, a literally a post up. Or here's a concept. Fake out the defense and don't inbound the ball to Luca. Some off ball stuff to like even a, a lob to Josh at the rim probably would have worked in that situation. Spencer is able to handle the ball. I think Spencer could have scored on that last play. If they know the ball is coming to Luca, there's already going to be pressure around him because they need someone close enough to double him so he's not already getting a dribble off or have any momentum to blow past the defender to get to the basket. So get it to someone else, throw them off. And then if they have, if they have something open or they can create for themselves, they take the shot or you set a screen for Luca off ball and get him open that way. Now, granted, I get it. You want to live and die with your best player, but obviously you're not smart enough to draw up any plays for that to work. I'm not saying I am, but the fact that I know I'm not, I can see when someone's not, and you're not either. So, yeah, we wanted to clear out that side of the floor, and we know the doubles coming, so we want to get, we want Luca to get the ball to Spencer there. Yeah, and the first time you did it, and they knocked it out of bounds. You think they didn't realize that was going to happen again? Literally again. They so now. You, you, the person out there is the the right who is a defensive player. He's anticipating that now. Like, oh, you trying to get it to Spencer here? Like, if if I see that you don't have the shot again, I'm gonna jump the passing lane, and that's what he did. It's easy. Really good defense. It's easy. It's like playing DB. You know, you can bait the quarterback into that pick, especially if they show you the play. It's it's um yeah I just accept that we're not getting a getting a good look in those situations now 
and it is what it is. Until something changes personnel wise, because the coaching ain't changing. Until still, until something changes personnel wise, that's just just gonna be what it is. At the, as as it stands, Mavericks have lost five of their last six games, and we're not really getting any healthier anytime soon. Nope. Suns next should be fun. And these dudes ain't been no pushovers, even though they hurt. Should be fun. And we're going into Phoenix. Figure something out, man. Figure yeah. out something with the rotations. You you gotta gotta figure something out, or it's gonna get ugly fast. I should point out that we fell to seventh today. By the way, uh, we are. So tight, I figured we would have felt uh, falling further. We are tied with Phoenix in LA, but we I guess lose that tiebreaker. Okay. Um, we are a half game up on the Jazz. We are one game up on the Wolves, Warriors, and Thunder. We could fall to eleventh within if we lose next at this next game. Actually, okay. We could fall that far. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say about this game? The only thing I want to say is, you know, we we didn't really get into it, probably because we lost. Josh Green did a lot of great things tonight. Oh, yeah, facts. Well, that's the norm now, in my opinion. I I think other people are starting to accept it. Um, Something I've been tracking again is Josh Green versus Biggs. So I did want to mention this one. Um, He... On one play, he I saw he got switched on to Gafford. He boxed him out twice, like took him out of the place where he couldn't get the rebound. But uh, the second time, he almost killed him as well. Yeah. Um, but then the next play down or a little bit further down, he drew a foul on Gafford on a screen, which is another thing I've kind of been watching. He's doing better at selling those those screening fouls, like exaggerating the reaction a little bit. To get He's those. adapting and adjusting to the lead. Right. Like normally we know he has powerful legs. Normally in those situations, he runs into it and just kind of gets stuck on it. Even though it's clearly a moving foul, he'll just get stuck on it and stand up like straight. But now he's learning to lean forward, fall, t- touch earth, all that good stuff. Um, so I like that. And then he drew an offensive foul on Kuzma on the hook. And it's again, he does the thing where he lean, he kind of hops a little bit and flails forward with both his arms up. Yep. And he got two straight offensive fouls on those two plays. Hey, if it works, keep it going until it yeah. doesn't. Exactly. Lord knows we needed him tonight. Well, I mean, we should, if we'd have got more, we'd have won. Debatably the third or fourth best player on the team. You said what? I think it's solidly the fourth best player. Maybe debatable if he's the third. Yeah, third is debatable, but I, I think we we solidified he's been the fourth because, I mean, who else is after that? Like, so, Unfortunately, we don't have the depth to even be having conversations like that. Um, True. Hopefully that'll change soon. We need it, whether it be a free agent signing, a trade, Maxi coming back soon, Seawood coming back soon. Uh, yeah. This this is spiraling out, man. We got to figure something out fast. Is that all? That's all I got for this game. And you know we got to talk about that other thing. What other? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, get into that so we can. Yeah. All right. I don't know where I'm gonna put this ad. I'll figure it out. Um, we'll be back after a message from our sponsor. Four NFL teams, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Don't happen to be a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with stepped-up same-game parlays. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winners with each leg you add up to 100%. As far as the upcoming games this weekend, you know, I'm looking to put some money on the Bengals and Bills. Uh, The Eagles and Niners look to be a tough defensive game. Not a lot of scoring going on. So I like the anytime touchdown scoring opportunities with the Bengals. I said the Bengals and Bills at first, didn't I? With the Bengals and Chiefs. Pat Mahomes versus Joe Burrow. I feel like it's destined to be a shootout. That's where my money is. Keep an eye on the tight ends. Guys like Hayden Hurst, Tyler Boyd for the Cincinnati Bengals since the Kansas City Chiefs don't really cover the slot too well. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. If you recall, uh, I think it was two episodes, three episodes ago, a couple episodes ago, um, we talked about uh, a trade that trade idea or activity or project, so to speak, that we were doing with um, other co-hosts or other hosts of podcasts on our podcast network. Uh, the first one we did was with the Charlotte Hornets. And if you listen to the one Sunday for the Sunday show, uh, we proposed a trade to the New York Knicks. Well, He has gotten back to us, and here is the deal. Uh, Give him the update, Bibbs. All right. Uh, So the offer we made was Tim Hardaway Jr. and Frank for Rose Reddish and the Detroit second-round picks in 2024 and 2025. Um, And now I'm going to play his response, actually. Um, Should I play the long one or the short one? Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna plug it in the show. Yeah. Do you need to hear it again, or do you want me to play it? No, I'm good. All right. What's up, Bibbs and Reese? This is Pete Kennedy of Subway Sports Talk, where we don't just talk Knicks and Nets, but we do talk NBA at large as well as NFL and MLB with a little New York bias. But we got the whole leagues covered. But right now, it's trade deadline season. Time for me to respond for this trade that you sent me with your Mavericks, the Mavs Outsiders, to my New York Knicks, where you offered up Tim Hardaway Jr. and Frank Nalakina for Derrick Rose, Cam Reddish, two second-round picks. Man, I did not expect a trade that was going to entice me so much, but this one really did. Here's why. 
Derrick Rose and Cam Reddish are two players that are useful and can help somebody, especially Derrick Rose. But right now they're not fitting into the rotation because the Knicks issue is not exactly depth. It's more so high-end talent and and high-end depth at the middle top of their roster. Tim Hardaway Jr. can most definitely play on this team right now. My main question is, will he accept a bench role? Because I do not want to send Quentin Grimes from the starting lineup to the bench. I think it's really important to keep Quentin Grimes in the starting lineup. And I think in Tim Hardaway's third stint with the New York Knicks, he might just accept that bench role. If so, he becomes about the second best shooter on this team and brings some great dynamicism to that second uh, unit off the bench. Also, you guys don't know this, but Frank Nalakina is my guy. Frankie Smokes, Frankie Nicotine, bring him back home. He might not hit the rotation right now, but can serve good minutes with injury, play great defense if need be. I'll take take Frankie Smokes back as well. The one counter I have, guys, that I need to make this trade whole. We're talking about getting some former Knicks back in New York. Let's talk about one more. To make this trade whole, I need Theo Pinson. And I ran it through the trade machine on ESPN. It still works with Theo Pinson coming back to New York because it's going to hurt me to lose Derrick Rose. So I need some juice back. THJ, Neil Aquina, Theo Pinson, and you got yourself a deal. Okay, so if you heard that response... If you're a listener of this podcast, you probably chuckled like I did, right? <laughs> Let me tell you something. When you sent me the text that the email, like, that he sent the, the rebuttal, <laughs> I was in bed half sleep. I was wondering. I was like, he probably sleep. I was actually, like, half sleep, and I happened to wake up and, and check my phone. And ironically, you had just sent the text, so it wasn't, like, long after... Yeah, so I I was about to say, I was like, I'm going to just go back to sleep, listen to this in the morning. I said, no, let me listen to this shit right now. (laughs) So I'm listening and like my eyes is closing, halfway open, halfway closed, listening to this message. And I'm like, where where is he going with this? He not, he just (laughs) talking. He not, he not saying yes. He not saying no. He not giving a counter offer. And then he hits us with the Theo Pinson. And I woke up like... I know. All right. All right. Send everybody from New York back. I think I yelled out, let's go. Like, <laughs> who does I? I think actually when he first, when he first, when he said, y'all don't know this, but I'm a Frank guy. I was like, all right, we cook it with grease. And then when he said Theo, I was like, he don't even know. Like, <laughs> we got, we're going to make it sound good, but man, you say less. Say less. Damn, that's all you had to say, brother. <laughs> so uh let's let's lay it out. Um we'll we'll tell him that we're accepting the trade so he can plug that in the in the show. Um you want to do it or you want me to do it? You can go ahead. All right. <clears throat> I think it's Peter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Peter. You drive a hard bargain, my friend. So uh, previously we offered you Tim and Frank back and I misspoke when I said that Frank was on a team friendly deal. I definitely meant Tim Hardaway Jr. with the declining money. But with that said, you said you, you can make the deal work if you got Theo vibes Pinson back. Um, it's real tough to lose a podcaster at this juncture in the season. But, you know, I can only imagine what what being in the Mecca will do for Theo's podcast. Um, he was already posting the, the videos of where they're at in the charts. 
Uh, so I can imagine that that being in that market is only going to help him. And, you know, I want I want to do deals that help the guys, too. So I think everybody wins in this scenario. Rose gets to be back in a rotation. Cam Reddish gets an opportunity with a young team. You know, Cam Reddish was the guy that was chosen with that pick that we traded Atlanta. So technically, we're getting our pick back in that way. Uh, you know, Frank, I think, like you said, can be deployed from time to time as a defensive mercenary as well. You guys get the shooting. I, I just think this is a win for everybody. So we are going to accept your trade. Rose Reddish, two seconds for Tim Frank and Theo Pinson. Pleasure doing business with you. Make sure you treat our guys right. Well, your guys, too, since they've been there before. Yes, sir. I hope that was under two minutes. I, I wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was, though, but I wasn't counting, but it it felt like under two minutes. All right. So with that said, folks, if you're not keeping track, we will do it for you. After our two transactions so far, uh, our roster is currently Luca, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, P.J. Washington, Christian Wood, off the bench, we got Derrick Rose, Josh Green, Cam Reddish, Maxi Kleba, Dwight Powell, and we still have Bertans, McGee, and Hardy as well as our two-way guys. I like that bench unit a lot. Yeah, I, I, I like it as well. I do think there's some things that are missing, but we'll 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 look at that here in a second. Uh, the only thing I'll add there is that we now have 13 full roster players and we need to get an additional to avoid problems. Sign somebody out of free agency. So we can either do that or if, depending on what type of, if we pull another trade. Yeah, possible. We we, we can, we can satisfy that. But yeah, uh, I'm excited. This is fun. Yeah, this is fun. I had a feeling this would be fun when they pushed the idea. That's why I was like, you know, I'm down. I'm down to do it. And it has been fun so far. And it's good to see that no one is doing insane trade machine Twitter trades. So (laughs) everybody's coming up with realistic ideas. They're coming up with reasons why the trade would help and benefit both teams. That's that's what makes it fun. Facts. Well, uh, y'all will know um, whether it be on the post-game show or the Sunday recap if we have another trade proposed to us or if we put one together for another team. Uh, If we put one together, we'll we'll probably do it like live on the podcast. Y'all will hear us putting it together, uh, our ideas, who we want to go after and why. Um, Obviously, if we get proposed a trade, we will play the clip like we did just now and play the clip for the um, Hornets quote-unquote general manager as well. So this is fun. If you like this, make sure you leave a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I had to plug that because, you know, if I don't, uh, Bibbs is coming for y'all ass and I'm trying to save you. He already pissed off. Trying to save y'all. But uh, unless you have anything else to add, I'll close this thing out. I think we're good. Um, I was going to say the last time I had checked, we were at 77 reviews on Spotify. Okay. uh, Which I thought was cute. Um, Cute. (laughs) We are at 78 now. So thank you to whoever contributed to that number. 
Appreciate y'all. Keep running the numbers up. Like oh, we said, also got two more Apple reviews. Two more Apple reviews? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Make, make sure y'all leaving a look. You know, I don't ask for too much. Four-star rating is cool, acceptable, but five-star rating is like, you know. Four-star rating is not acceptable. All right. Four-star rating is not acceptable, Bib said. Five-star rating or nothing. If you ain't rating it five stars, don't rate it. Facts. And if you don't, if you don't think it's worth a, your five star review, let us know. Tell us what we need to be doing different. Feedback is important, and you can say that in the review. I, th- I feel like when you try to fuck us up with this algorithm. All right, you know what? I'm gonna just shut the fuck up now. Um. <laughs> I mean, they, if they want to give us the five star and say it in there, fine. But if you're not giving us five stars, just tell us. What we got to do to earn your five star review? Yeah, you could DM us some shit like that. Like if you say, "Hey, five dollars for a five star," I'm gonna tell you, kick rocks. But <laughs> if you're coming in with some real constructive criticism, we'll take it. You just reminded me of something, actually. What? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna do this. Earlier in the day, I tweeted the eyes emojis. Shout out to Redacted and. Uh, <laughs> The fuck for the trade eyes? Okay, I tweeted. I tweeted the eyes emojis earlier, and people got talk. Pe- people reacted as if I'm a reporter or some shit. That's what happens, happens when you got ten thousand followers, bro. I guess, man. I guess, and a blue check mark. I I don't have a blue check mark right now. Is it gone? I let it go. I I canceled that shit like a month ago. It just it doesn't expire until the month was over. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm trying to see if my engagement dips at all before I decide I'm giving Elon any money. Okay. Um, with that said, I tweeted the eyes emoji. I put the crystal ball, but then I realized people were going to think I was talking about the magic after how they responded. And then I even put the Miss Cleo gif in the in the replies. They still wasn't getting it. They still was getting hot and bothered. So with that established, I wanted, I'm wanted i putting it out there for the listeners. I was going to put it on the timeline, but the timeline don't deserve it. The people that actually go to the podcast and hit play, y'all deserve it. So here's here's my here's my proposal. I, I got a feeling. Ooh, ooh. My tarot card person gave me the cards. And, and I have every reason to believe that Nico Harrison will pull a deal. That it won't be a Pelican type deal, that it will be a real deal to get somebody that that can contribute. Short and or long term. If that does not occur, I out of my pocket will give somebody twenty dollars. All you got to do. Find me on Twitter. At me and say, Bibbs, I don't believe in Mark Cuban or I don't believe in Nico Harrison or both. Just at me and say, I don't believe in them. They're going to stand pat. You know, they're not going to do anything at the deadline. So something along those lines at me, I'll put you in a bucket. And if they don't do anything, I will send somebody $20 cash money. If you are not American, whatever your currency is, I will send it to you. I will convert that $20 US into whatever your currency is, euros, lira, whatever it got to be, cash money your way. We done Uh, it. One last thing. (laughs) 
Before the season, Reese and I made some bold predictions. Uh, in the summer, actually. So the first one was in the summer. Reese said that Jaden Hardy would play under 30 games. Do you know where he's at right now? I'll probably say 20. That sounds high, actually. Um, we are 49 games into the season. Oh, no, he didn't. At 16. He has played, what, who the hell is it? James Hardy? That ain't who I was looking for. Is it 16? I said 16. That's your guess? Yeah. Uh, he actually has played 20. Oh, okay. So he's played 20 out of 49. So that's about two-fifths. That means we got like 30 games left. Two-fifths of 30 is 12. It's going to be close. It's going to be close for you. Uh, I said that A.J. Lawson would play on an NBA team somewhere. And I said it wouldn't just be a couple garbage minutes. I would say, you know, he has played eight games or nine games actually this year. But it's been mostly garbage minutes. I'm going to double check to see if he's had any six minute stretch. If it's anything less than five a game, I'm not counting it. He's played a seven minute stretch and a 505 stretch. I'm going to still keep that one open. Additionally, Reese said he expected DFS to make the all-defensive squad. I don't think that was happening. My final one is the one I actually wanted to get to. Said that Josh would average 10 points a game this season. That was my last bold prediction before the season. Coming into tonight, he was averaging 7.3. To average 10 points per game on the season, he has to average 12.2 the rest of the way. I'm not killing that one. Especially after he had, what, 16 tonight? Yeah. Couple 16s mixed with some 8s, and we're we there. So I'm saying. All right, Reese, you can end it. Can't believe you just wasted this shit on a goddamn post-game pod. All right, so, um, <laughs> yeah, with that being said. It was on my mind. I had to get it out. With that being said, we will see y'all, or not see y'all, but you know what the fuck we mean. Um, we'll highlight y'all Thursday for the post game recap. Hopefully, it's a better result. Fingers crossed, but I'm not hopeful. <laughs> Peace. Peace.